Hello, hello. All right. Uh, November here in Kansas City, man. We got some snow and it is cold. I'm starting to go away, but um, we're focusing on some things this year to help our dealerships out. And I really think it's going to be one of the biggest areas that dealers are going to have to focus on this year. Um, we all know, hey, what's going on, Chris? We all know, well, at least we've all seen the headlines. And, I, and, and first, let me start off with, you know, dealers that are focused on process management, turning their inventory, don't let outside influences factor uh, their goals and, and, and what they're trying to accomplish, you know, the hustle and grind, every dealership, um, you know, I, I get that. But we know that new cars has probably hit its peak and next year it's probably going to get softer. Ford's already cutting back cars. GM just announced layoffs that are going to happen. Uh, Ford's going to do it the second quarter of next year. Volkswagen's talking about it. And so uh, interest rates could be going up. These are things you got to be aware of. And one of the things I talk to dealerships on uh, new and used is basically market share. Um, obviously, if the market does slow down, and let's do extreme numbers, let's say it slows down 10, 15%, um, and you only slow down 5%, you're obviously doing better. So if you're, if you're just comparing your numbers from this year to last year and say we're down 5, 10% from last year, I'd be more worried about market share. Because if market share is down 15 and I'm only down 5, I'm actually doing pretty well. And it's just the, the, the market right now. And then I, I might have to make adjustments if I want to get back to last year's numbers. Um, if the market's uh, down 10% and then I'm down 15 or 20%, I've got issues. There's something going on internally. So always look at market share when it comes to that. So if you happen to have a softer year going to next year, no matter how much you hustle and grind and don't let outside influences and headlines affect your attack of your dealership and your inventory uh, every, every day and every week, that's fine, but notice again, look at the market share. That aside, if new cars do go down, the biggest focus then dealerships have is used cars. And they have the ability because they have flexibility to either increase inventory levels, get more competitive on their pricing to turn the inventory. Um, what's going on, Patrick? Uh, hey, Tustin. Um, so you got more times to be able to turn your inventory. Um, uh, you got more flexibility with used cars. So that being said, especially franchise dealers I'm talking about here and independents when it comes to trade-ins, your trade-in process is going to have to be so fine-tuned going into 2019. If new car sales are down, possibly, again, we're just talking about, um, you know, the influence and how we're going to attack our, our dealership. But if new cars is softer next year, that's going to be less trade-ins unless you can really maximize your process and to maintain a trade-in volume. So what I mean by maximizing trade-ins, let's say, for example, a V-Auto tool. You want to make sure you get every appraisal in the system. You want to make sure every appraisal is assigned to a sales rep. You want to make sure every appraisal is saved or what they call finalized in V-Auto so it stores it. Every appraisal should be separated as a, a retail or a auction purchase, a, a trade-in or an auction purchase. Every trade-in should be either marked as a wholesale or a retail piece. Get that process so fine-tuned that you're going to know there's no excuses on missing trades. If you bump a trade, 
during the negotiation. You go back in the system and bump the trade in the system. Um, if the recon, don't just do a flat $900 recon amount. Do it based on the car itself. That's one area that we're helping our dealers with, with ships with is we're actually narrowing down the actual their actual 90-day average recon on large trucks down to the years. So we know if they're appraising a 2013 intermediate SUV over the last 90 days what their average recon is. So, you know, some cars actually when we looked at it had a $700 recon and some had an $1800 recon, but if I'm putting just 900 bucks on every car, I'm missing this vehicle where it's only 700. I could be maybe actually putting a little bit more in that trade, making deals or getting it at the lane, and I actually will be missing these deals or I'm a buying that car thinking I own it good when I'm actually seven, $800 light in recon and what I thought had a good gross or good markup and trading in that car is no longer there. So the way I own it is wrong. So understand your recon needs to be itemized out. What Every car should have a different recon amount out there. What's up, Sean? Every dealer should, every car should have a different recon amount either by and understand it by years and by the type of car that it is, if it's certified or not. So get your appraisal process so fine-tuned that you're not missing any appraisals and one of the things that you look at is what they call look the book or how many trades are you bringing in versus how many you're appraising and I would tell you the industry average would range between 40 to upper 50s okay but there's a range there some months on your appraisals you might actually close and bring in a lot more appraisals because maybe you're doing a big new car push and you're stepping up on a lot of trade-ins and you're making deals and especially at the end of the month and your closing percentage on appraisals might be higher but next month maybe or next few weeks you do a, a mailer and it's kind of a subprime driver that you get a lot of customers in the door that maybe you praise cars and do deals but you can't get them put together because of the customer's credits and things like that so there's a there's going to be different influences on that closing percentage but understand that but if you're closing less than 40 percent you got issues if you're closing higher than 60 percent i would challenge you that you're probably not getting every appraisal in there not getting them finalized because that's just a really high number and either you just had a strong week or a window of time or you're just not getting everything in and so you're not accurately tracking that information but Trade-in process is going to be key next year if new cars start faltering and start going down. You need those trades. Next step is CPO. CPO has been growing year over year over year. And if new cars start to go down, interest rates go up, the next best choice for a customer, if, if they can't afford a new, is going to be a great CPO car. CPO also is very profitable for the dealership other than maybe the front end. You gotta get past the front end of a lot of these CPO cars, Ford, Chrysler, things like that, Jeeps and stuff that that you might, and by the time you buy or trade the car and you put it through service, you pay for the certification, you do the certification recon on the car, you might not have a ton of front end profit, but that's okay And the fact that, you know, people buying a certified pre-owned is gonna more likely bring it back to your dealership for service work. It's an intro car to maybe go up to new next time. It's a good car that after two or three years, you might be able to do a follow up and trade that customer out and get them into another one. Usually there's better rates for the customer. It's just a win-win for everybody. So CPO, I think if new cars are gonna start getting softer, is gonna be the next switch car that you're gonna to wanna to be doing. So CPO will help off 
offset the money that new. And it's also gonna, again, allow you more profitability for the dealership and service and so forth and financing, uh, typically because they're gonna finance maybe a better rate through that CPO program. So, um, you know, watch and get really good at CPO. And dealers just can't try CPO out. It's like trying to get a dealership to focus on leasing and if they just say, yeah, we're gonna try leasing for a bit and see if we can get customers. No, you can't try it. Can't try CPO. You gotta get bought in. You gotta work with your OEM rep. You gotta get your salespeople trained. You gotta get them to understand why that CPO car is three, four, five, eight hundred $800 more than the non-CPO CPO vehicle and the volume behind that. So if you get everybody bought in and get CPO, both you advertising it, the OEM trying to get some them to advertising it, it's going to strengthen that new car drop off. If not, I mean, it's going to obviously your new car drop off, but it's going to strengthen, it should be able to strengthen your cell, use the CPOs to offset the new cars. And again, eventually those would be great trade-ins. The next thing I want to hit on real quick is lease, 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 man. If you can get very effective, get everybody trained, lease cars, start leasing as much as you can right now in three four years from now when these leases are coming in you get the first chance to buy that car you don't have to go to the lane you get that nice uh, lease car put in you can put it into your cpo program and then sell it again so if you can lease cars this is just kind of the last part of this tip i know it was a part of the title but maybe get leasing going it's not going to affect you right now two three years down the road the more you can if you can do 20 leases this month Three years down the road, you got 20 shots, uh, first shots of returning that car, keeping it as a trade, put it into the CPO program, and do it again. And then in six years down the road, you do 20. Three years from now, you do 20 now. You got 40 cars coming into you, and then you don't have to fight the lane uh, for these cars. And again, you put them through your CPO and great vehicles. So I hope this was helpful. Give me a call or email, um, jrice at lotpop.com, 844-LOTPOP. Um, 844-LOTPOP4 uh, is the phone number. If you want a free inventory evaluation, just go to LOTPOP, fill that out. Go to our YouTube channel. Every video live, any tips, any anything we got going on, over 100 videos on YouTube. Just look for LOTPOP on YouTube. Also, all these videos then get put into audio, which then go into a, a podcast. So in iTunes, SoundCloud, the podcasts are out there to listen to these. So subscribe to that. But hopefully this is helpful. Again, going into 2019, I think you need to be really focused on trade and process. We're, we're digging in deeper with our dealerships and our reportings to make sure dealers are getting um, trade-ins done right. Then CPO. CPO, I think, is going to help offset some of that new stuff. Um, if there is a downtick, you always want to be prepared. And again, you can put the blinders on and say, we're going to grind it out. We're going to hustle and grind every day. And I'm not listening to these headlines. It's not going to affect me. Obviously, there's going to be things going on in the market that probably will affect you. But the tighter you run your processes, uh, the less they do impact you. And um, process is going to be one of our internet. Uh, Trading process and CPO process are going to be the two things that I think you want to fine-tune going into next year. Thanks for your time. Again, jrice.lopop.com or my cell, 314-568-2754. Thanks.